Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauly. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. On a Friday night, we do welcome you into another edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauly. I hope you are having a, a wonderful evening. Thank you for uh, wrapping up the work week with me. We will take you till uh, 8 o'clock this evening, and uh, we've got we've got really busy program uh, this evening. Sometimes Friday night programs are not quite as busy as others. Not the case this week. Uh, Tyler O'Neill spoke with uh, Foul Territory, uh, yeah, Foul Territory, uh, the podcast earlier today. Had some interesting things to say about the way his time ended in St. Louis. We'll play some of that audio for you coming up in our next segment. Jacob uh, Sersasimo from uh, Channel 4 is going to join us this hour. Next hour, lots of guests. Mike Tanier is going to be uh, joining us. He covers the NFL for uh, The Messenger. We'll preview uh, what's going to be coming up in uh, football on Sunday with the AFC and NFC Championship game. Uh, Nate Gatter's going to join us talking City SC. City SC played a uh, friendly today in Port St. Lucie, Florida. They played to a 2-2 tie against uh, Nashville SC2 and uh, also uh, our own Kevin Wheeler. We're going to talk uh, Cardinals baseball with him coming up uh, next hour as well. Big sport. This is one of my um, favorite sports weekends of the year, specifically sports days of the year. Sunday, Conference Championship Sunday. Chiefs-Ravens will have the broadcast for you right here on KMOX. Our coverage on Sunday will begin at 1 o'clock, and then t- uh, kickoff is scheduled for uh, 2 o'clock from Baltimore. That's the first of two games. The other game being played on Sunday, the NFC Championship game, going to match up the Lions against the 49ers. Did you see by any chance, I, I found this to be interesting because oh so often when we talk about the NFL, when we talk about uh, the Chiefs specifically, I always hear from a vocal group of people who like to remind me that Kansas City is not St. Louis, and I guess I'm, I'm well aware of that, and like to uh, remind us about the fact that people in St. Louis don't really like the NFL that because of what happened with the Rams. And trust me, I am as anti-Rams and anti-Cronky and as jaded about the NFL as anybody, but that doesn't make me like watching the games less or at least that much less other than the fact that I don't have the direct team to really root for. But I found interesting, uh, Dan Caesar wrote about this in the Post-Dispatch, St. Louis had the third highest rating 
for the Kansas City Buffalo game this past weekend. Only the cities of Kansas City and Buffalo had higher ratings. And St. Louis continues to really be a juggernaut when it comes to NFL ratings and especially ratings for the Chiefs. It's it's really remarkable. In Dan's column, they spoke uh, with the, I think it was the general manager over at uh, Channel 4 about this. It's uh, that that Bills Chiefs game had a higher rating than Cardinals games and a higher rating than uh, the Mizzou Bowl game. Like all these all these things that a lot of people consider as being kind of more ours if that makes sense. They that Chiefs game this past weekend, it absolutely destroyed uh most of those broadcasts. So there's a lot of people paying attention and I, if you're like me, so like today I asked my wife about this. So today at my daughter's school, I have a I have a four year old daughter. She is in uh, she's in preschool. Today was the wear your favorite um, sporting uh, favorite team gear to school day. Sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski, can you guess? Because my my daughter has many shirts of many different teams. Can you guess which sport she chose today to wear? Mm. Tennis. Very close. She chose soccer. She rose. She wore Whoa. a city shirt today. Cool. Yeah. So that that's what she went with. Last year she went with blues. Uh very she liked wearing her cardinal stuff. My wife is I, I hate saying this. Uh my wife is from Colorado. She's an Avalanche fan. So my daughter does have some Colorado Avalanche stuff and occasionally she'll uh but I, you know what? I think I think I'm successful right now in getting her to like the blues more than the avalanche. When she talks about hockey, she mentions blues first, avalanche second. So I think I have been a successful dad in, in kind of pushing her more in, uh, in that direction. So I was, I was asking them, so what, what team was most represented at school today? And Cardinals were number one. That's certainly not a surprise. But it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs who were number two. There were a lot of kids who were wearing Chiefs stuff. And if you're out and about in St. Louis, you see a lot of people wearing Chiefs stuff. So uh, we're, we're proud to have the Chiefs here on KMOX. Again, uh, 1 o'clock is going to be a pregame time, 2 o'clock for the kickoff coming up on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have it for you right here. And hopefully uh, the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl once again. They are the underdog. Baltimore considered a four-point favorite going into this AFC Championship game on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, there's there's a possibility. There's a uh, – like I've said over and over, there is not really any result from either of these games coming up on Sunday that would shock me. Uh, we're going to take an early break here. When we come back, we're going to get into baseball. We're going to talk about uh, what Tyler O'Neill had to say earlier today uh, when he did an interview with uh, the uh, Foul Territory folks. And uh, we're also uh, going to talk a little bit about the uh, pitcher that the Cardinals signed to a minor league contract earlier today. That's up next. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. News Radio AMOX, the home of the Cardinals. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. Great to be with you uh, this evening. We are taking you all the way till 8 o'clock, a full two-hour edition of the program this evening. So um, Tyler O'Neill went on the Foul Territory uh, podcast, Foul Territory uh, streaming TV program earlier today. And he had some... Uh, he had some interesting things to say. This is really the first time he has spoken, or at least I've seen him speak, since uh, leaving the Cardinals and heading to Boston. And I think he was careful with his words. But O'Neill continues to be kind of a lightning rod, I think, for a lot of Cardinals fans. Many Cardinals fans are are happy that he's not a Cardinal anymore. Uh, we're frustrated with his inability to stay on the field. Uh, the the whole body building body you know the body composition thing that he did uh, did not adhere him to you know to, to not uh, you know there were a certain group of people that did not think he looked like a baseball player so therefore they did not like him like that's just that's the bottom line on him I heard it over and over and over people would call into this program he's not a baseball player he's a he's a bodybuilder trying to play baseball and that's not true but at the same time. When he can't stay healthy, you you do look at how much did his training regimen have to do with his inability to stay on the field. And I think it would be naive to say that they were not at least a little bit connected. Now I know he worked really, really hard last year. And I was I was I was a Tyler O'Neill guy. Like I looked at what he did a couple years ago and I said, This is somebody who can be an all-star outfielder for you. And I, I was I was a believer in the work that he put in last year in order to put his body in better position to stay healthy. And it just didn't happen. And when it didn't happen this year, I switched. I I changed my tune. I'm I'm not I, th- I think you probably know this about me if you've listened to me on an every night basis. I'm not somebody who digs in on a stance and no matter what, we'll stick with it. I'll, I'll believe something, but if something happens or if somebody presents information to me that can veer me in one direction or another, I've got no problem changing my tune and changing my opinion. That, that's the way I am. I think all of us should be that way. Go ahead and 
listen to what other people are saying and see if it makes uh, makes a little bit of sense. So this time last year, all in on Tyler O'Neill. Right now, I'm glad Tyler O'Neill is not a Cardinal anymore, not because of anything else, but simply because I couldn't trust him to stay healthy. I couldn't trust him to be on the field as often as you wanted to be on the field. But like I said, lightning rod guy. Some people loved him. Some people didn't love him. Then we had the whole base running thing that happened uh, last year, and he still gets brought up. The other day, we had a caller call up and say that – the Cardinals made a mistake by essentially trading out uh, Tyler O'Neill for Matt Carpenter. That was that was the caller's take, and, and I disagreed with the take because Tyler O'Neill's spot on the roster was being an everyday outfielder. Matt Carpenter's spot on the roster is being a guy on the bench and really the last guy on the roster. So you're not trading out a Tyler O'Neill for a, for a Matt Carpenter. Really, you're trading out a Tyler O'Neill for a Jordan Walker. Really, you're trading out Tyler O'Neill for for the next version of Lars Newtbar, you know, giving the opportunity to have Tommy Edmond in the in the center field spot on an everyday basis. If you want to play the who are you trading this for that game, it's not Matt Carpenter. It's it's one of those guys that I mentioned, and Edmond's the one who makes the most sense. So all that being said. Tyler O'Neill is in Boston now. He's a member of the Red Sox. We we certainly uh, wish him well. Now the Cardinals, unfortunately, here recently do have a uh, little bit of a history of outfielders going to other organizations and performing at a very, very high level. And uh, the foul territory folks uh, asked Tyler O'Neill whether or not he is ready to be the next former Cardinal outfitter to perform big at his next stop. That's, that's definitely the goal. I'm more thinking about providing for Boston rather than, um, you know, what I could have been for St. Louis at this point. But, um, you know, to mention those two names of Rosarina and, and Garcia, man, I played with those guys in the minor leagues a little bit, the big leagues shortly um, with the Cardinals, with those guys. And, man, you can just tell the talent was oozing out of them. Um, so, it, it's, you know, it's just a matter of time for guys like that. And, um, you know, you saw him pop off last year, which is awesome. So, you know, I'm, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting in that new environment um, playing every day and just having that having that freedom to you know go out and play and fail uh, you know have have it all part of the game. All right, so this is what people really are probably going to be interested in. That's just kind of a a fun side story to watch. Is it fun? Maybe it's fun. Maybe it's not so fun. But it's a it's a side story to watch. The other side of it though is going back to his time in St. Louis, which especially this past year there certainly was controversy. You go back to what happened uh, with the base running situation, where some thought that he was not giving full effort. Uh, he thought that he was. Oliver Marmel called him out. Uh, Marmel doubled down here on KMOX and then double dump tripled down. Is that even a thing? Uh, the next day, another conversation. So it, it's something that nobody ever really backed off of. He defended himself. Clearly there was a part of it was his desire to stay healthy. So limiting maybe how much he's going to give in any, uh, any given spot. Uh, he was not helped by his third base coach who he probably shouldn't have been sent to the first place. I'm not trying to relitigate that entire situation. We spent Way too much time talking about it in the moment. We spent way too much time talking about it in the days and months after. It's something I just want to move on from, but here we are talking about it once again. And O'Neill was asked about uh, the way that he handled that base running controversy. In the moment, I handled it the right way. You know, obviously, you don't want to create any kind of division like that, but... Um... You know, it was uh, it was it was quite the situation for sure, man. Um, you know, I'm happy it's all behind us, and um, you know, Ollie and I we were able to move past it. Um, but you know, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it kind of turned into respect at an arm's length. Um, 
And, you know, I, I just, I'm looking forward to, again, this new opportunity and coming in with a fresh slate um, and just working out, working hard, um, you know, getting after it every day and, and proving myself again, um, you know, a new division, new team, all that stuff. So, um, you know, we, we ended on good terms out there. So that I'm very thankful for. And, you know, I have nothing but gratitude and, and thank for the city and the organization of St. Louis, um, you know, but everything comes to an end and uh, it was my time this time. Respect at arm's length was the term that O'Neill just used right there. And look, I hate being that guy who's going to take a single sentence out of something that somebody said, especially you know, we do that too often. And, and look, the words you say are the words you say and, and words matter. And, and there's a record in what you say. That is the record. Sometimes people in spots like mine, other, other people in, in media spots or just people on social media looking at, at videos and audio of, of things that are out there, you can sit there and you can find a single word or a single sentence and kind of blow it up. And I feel like that's what I'm doing a little bit right now. But the, the term was respect at an arm's length. So take that for, for what you will. Clearly, I think both sides are ready to start new. Uh, they continue to ask. Again, uh, this audio is uh, courtesy of uh, Foul Territory, and if you don't watch that or if you listen to that, it's a really solid uh, baseball podcast slash baseball streaming uh, TV show with a, with a really good cast. We've had Scott Braun uh, on this program talking about it, and uh, they've got a rotating ga- cast of former uh, Major League players who are on there. A.J. Przinski is one of the guys who is, uh, who's on there a lot. Uh, but as they did continue down this line of uh, questioning for O'Neill, very clear, very clear uh, that he's ready to move on, move on from talking about the controversy, and uh, move on just to his, his new home in Boston and his new team with the Red Sox. I definitely try and keep my nose out of the media, generally speaking, and that was definitely uh, what I was not trying to get involved in, um, you know, in April last year or so. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, you know, it was unfortunate that it happened. Um, but, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like I got other stuff on the horizon going on now. And, um, you know, like you said, back in 21, you know, that was such a that was such a fun run. The clubhouse had so much culture, uh, so much leadership. Um, you know, we had so much success winning those 17 games in a row. Uh, you know, it's something that I'm very grateful to be part of as well. Uh, and having the memory bank and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, again, though, I, I know that's in the tank and um, I know that's still the player I can be. I can turn it on in a week's notice. You know, I'm always one swing away, so I'm never worried about that. But um, again, I'm just looking forward to this new opportunity and, um, you know, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. That was uh, Tyler O'Neill again uh, appearing on the uh, Foul Territory program earlier today. Again, I. You, you listen to what he had to say. He talked about the clubhouse and the leadership uh, a few years ago when uh, they had that great finish to the season and he had the really good year. Is he saying that to say that it wasn't like that this past year or was he just saying that to say it? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to put words into his mouth. You wish him well. You wish him well. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who did not love that he was a Cardinal, didn't feel like he fit in with the Cardinals. He obviously put together one really, really fantastic season where he was a big part of the team. Unfortunately for him, he was never able to repeat it. He wasn't able to uh, stay on the field either. And now uh, he moves on to uh, Boston, and we'll see what happens with him moving forward. Even if he, if, yeah, he, even if he excels in Boston, even if he stays healthy in Boston, if, if all those things happen, like, I'm just happy for him. I'm not... I'm not going to be angry at the Cardinals about making the trade. 
I'm not going to be angry that the Cardinals couldn't get that out of him. I'm not going to be angry that the Cardinals weren't able to keep him healthy. Those things just happen. And honestly, I'm not trying to be jaded. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to wish any bad will upon Tyler O'Neill. I'm at a place right now where I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy. I think what we saw over the last couple of years is just sort of who he is, that his body, for whatever reason, is not going to allow him to stay healthy for a full major league season. Or if it happens, it happens every once in a while. And in most of his major league seasons left in his career, there's going to be a lot of time spent on the injured list. If you're the Cardinals, you just you didn't have a choice anymore. They identified that one of the issues with last year's team was that there was just too much mixing and matching, that there was too much this lineup, this group of players one day, a different group of players the next day. And I I shouldn't use the word lineup because the the lineup doesn't matter so much. But having having guys who know their role, and at, at times even I have maybe dismissed that, but the organization identified that having a, a basic you know, kind of starting group is an important thing that they want, especially in the outfield. And they identified the three guys that they want in the outfield, Tommy Edmond in center, and then you've got Lars uh, Newt Barn and, and Jordan Walker in the corner outfield spots. And they'll have other guys on the roster who can play in the outfield when need be, need be but that's the group they, they want to have. I keep coming back to Mason Wynn. If Wynn doesn't make the team out of spring training or if Wynn really struggles offensively for the first month of the season has to be sent back to AAA, then all of a sudden you're stuck in this position where you got Edmund going to uh, the shortstop spot and that that changes everything you want to do in the outfield and, and you don't love that. I don't love the – and this is just the way it's going to be this year unless they add somebody who can play shortstop. I don't really view Brendan Donovan as a guy that I want to see playing shortstop very often. So the idea that when you give Mason Wynn a day off, you're going to have to bring in your starting center fielder to play shortstop, I don't think that's the best possible scenario. But it's it's what where the Cardinals are at, and it's not an end-of-the-world sort of thing. But yeah, bringing your, your backup shortstop being your starting center fielder is probably not the position you want to be in, especially if Mason Wynn gets injured. Well, then you got two weeks of two positions being impacted in a really big way. It's not just one spot, but you've got a guy coming in and and you've got to do different things in the outfield. So uh, roster construction, there are still some flaws the way this team is put together, but I do think they're better right now than they were last year. They did make a move today. They signed a pitcher, uh, Josh James, to a minor league contract. Interesting guy, somebody who isn't going to be on the opening day roster, I don't think. Uh, he's not even getting an invite to Major League Spring Training. I think that's notable. It's not something that's been talked about a lot. Uh, we'll talk more about him coming up uh, later on in the hour. But up next, we are going to be uh, joined by Jacob Sersosimo, sports reporter over at uh, Channel 4. We'll talk uh, St. Louis Blues hockey with him. That's coming up in just a moment as we roll on with a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are back here on a Friday night, taking you until 8 o'clock this evening. The Blues are playing uh, tonight. They're on a, they're on a pretty good roll right now. They've won uh, three in a row. The the roller coaster up and down season does continue. They are in Seattle tonight to uh, take on the Kraken to talk uh, about that and much, much more. We're very happy to welcome on to the program somebody you see on uh, Channel 4, First Alert 4. He is Jacob Sersosimo. Jacob, thanks for taking the time with us today. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you uh, finding a little bit of time for us uh, today. I get the, the question, and this has been the question since the the moment the blue season has started. Anytime they're on a good run, it's is this real or is this just kind of another up and down moment, another surge? Uh, that was a good win against Vancouver. In many ways, it felt like maybe that was a galvanizing win. Is there any reason that this three game thing that they're on right now is any different than any of the other uh, mini winning streaks they've had this year? Man, that's really been the question all season, hasn't it? Um, I think when you look at early on in the season, they couldn't really sustain that, right? It was a win and then a loss and then a win and then a loss and then a loss and then a great win and then a bad loss. That happened all year. And then Drew Bannister takes over. And they were pretty consistent with playing well, playing well, even in losses, getting big wins, doing well. And then you look at mid-January, they go lost to the Bruins, lost to the Flyers, lost to the Caps. Three in a row, and you're like, is this kind of the downfall of what everybody's been writing since Bannister got to town? And then they go back and they win three straight. And I think the biggest thing of them winning three straight right now, they get an overtime win against the Canucks. These are close games. None of these are, you know, lopsided one way or another, which it kind of was earlier on in the season. And especially against the Flames earlier this week when they were down three to one in that game and then come all the way back. So is it a fluke? I'd say no. Is it sustainable to win, you know, ten straight with this team? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that's that's a goal that's realistic. But a, th- a three game win streak going into Seattle, which is a huge game for them when you look at the standings, especially with what they've been able to do the last two games, is seems like a step in the right direction. What have you thought? Because clearly the team has played better under Drew Bannister than they played under Craig Berube, and that could end at any given moment like you alluded to, but at least for right now they are continuing to play it at a higher level. Credit goes to Bannister for that. What have you seen from them? What, 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 why is that? I mean, is that just the new coach thing, or is there something more to it? I think you always wonder with a new coach, is this a honeymoon phase, especially an interim head coach that comes in and they're not playing very well. And I think that was kind of the thought in the back of my mind for a while. Is this a honeymoon phase? But there's no doubt about it that Bannister's got a a different coaching style, right? He keeps players accountable. I think right when he got here within a few games, Bushnevich had like three penalties, bad penalties, and he benched him for most of the third. Like he does things like that. And when you talk to him in press conferences, when I've been at practices, he – is a no BS guy, really. Like, he, this is how he does things, and he doesn't matter if he's in the AHL, if he's in the NHL, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar or you just got called up from Springfield. He's going to treat them the same way, and if you're not playing well, he's going to bench you or he's not going to play you. And I think him coming in aggressive and him doing, you know, pretty much just being him. He's mentioned that a few times. I'm just being me. I don't know how to coach any other way. I'm not going to try to fit a mold. This is who I am. And he, t- he takes that approach every day. It seems like the guys respond really well to it, whether they're winning or losing. And it's a new voice in the locker room, whether that's, you know, just a new voice saying the same things or, or he's doing a much better job is TBD. But, you know, Bruby was there for a while 
and whether guys got sick of it or not. A couple weeks ago, the effort was another problem during that three-game losing streak, which was a problem with Ruby. And everyone mentioned effort, 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 and I started wondering, is this an effort thing again? Like, are they going to go back to their old ways they were in the beginning of the season? Seems like they turned it around. So whether something was said or not, that's how it is now later in January. From a playoff standpoint, right now they're the first team out. Uh, they're three points behind Nashville, but they also have two games in hand uh, compared to uh, the Predators. It'll be one after tonight, so we'll see what happens uh, coming up this evening. Is the, I, I think the ceiling for this team is kind of sneaking into the playoffs. So would you agree with that, or is there more of a ceiling than that? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think um, making the playoffs is important for this team. When you look at this team earlier in the year, you know, it's not a rebuild, it's a retool. So are we necessarily looking for a Stanley Cup this year? I'm not, I'm not sure if that's a realistic thing to put on this team, but getting in the playoffs I think is a, is a win for this team because you go through a coaching change early in the year, that's not necessarily a good thing for any team because there's a lot of change in professional sports, and when that happens, no one really knows. There's so much unknown when that happens. And so for them to go through that and then playing really well on the backside of that, making the playoffs, I think, is, you know, top of their mind and they're in the hunt for it. And if they can do that, I would count that as a pretty good win. Jacob Sersosimo from uh, Channel 4 continuing to uh, join us. There was a story from uh, Dan Caesar in the Post-Dispatch talking about uh, the Chiefs ratings. And we run the Chiefs games here on, on KMOX. It's been a lot of fun to be able to be the home for the Chiefs. Channel 4 has a lot of the Chiefs games, and they're going to be on uh, coming up uh, this weekend with the with the AFC Championship game. How much talk is there inside of your building on how much of a ratings juggernaut the Chiefs have become for you guys? I really wish I had a better answer for you. Uh, I kind of sit in the sports department. We're on the second floor. I think the people that talk more ratings are on the third floor. And I can tell you I've been up there about three times in the last four months, and it wasn't to talk to anybody about ratings. To be fair, I wish I had a better answer for you. I'm more of just that I'm going to cover this game and everything else is kind of over my head and over my pay grade. That's that's totally fair. How do you? Because look, I this is something I struggle with. Uh, we we're the home of the Chiefs here on KMOX. The Chiefs aren't a St. Louis team, but they have such a St. Louis following. The 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 Dan Caesar column noted the fact that uh, that game against uh, Buffalo got a higher rating than any Cardinals game this year. That got a higher rating than uh, Missouri's bowl game. So like clearly, there are so many people that are paying attention when when you guys are putting together local sports cast and, and things like that. Are you treating the Chiefs almost like a local team? Yeah, I'd say, especially because we're the home of the Chiefs, right? And it doesn't hurt that they have the most electrifying player in all of football and maybe one of the most well-known players in all of sports right now with Patrick Mahomes. And then you add the Travis Kelsey in, who is already a big deal. And I might, you know, get some flack on this, but he was already a big deal. And the whole Taylor Swift thing comes in. But nevertheless, one of the best tight ends to ever play. The Chiefs are on a dynastic run right now. Right. And this doesn't happen all the time, especially in the NFL. When you look at the parity in the NFL over the years, team is really, really good. Good, good. Few years. And then they're out of it again. Right. And the Chiefs, what they've been able to do, especially with Patrick Mahomes being in town, signing him to, you know, the huge contract they did when they did. It seemed like they're going to be that way for a while. And you can never really count them out. So, absolutely. They're, they're not too far down the road. They're four, they're four hours and some change one way. I know Chicago's up north a little bit, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, all those are kind of relative. But what, if you find anything out, especially what I find out of being in St. Louis, Illinois 
as far as the fighting Illini is not too far away and, and Mizzou's not too far away. But if you live on the Missouri side, you're siding with Mizzou because you live in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And as much as, you know, some fans here in St. Louis might not enjoy the NFL as much as, much as they once did, Kansas City's in Missouri, and there's something about a hometown team. Last thing for you before we get you out of here. You're a big tennis guy, and there was a pretty big uh, upset. Novak uh, Djokovic uh, goes down in the Australian Open, so he's not going to get his 11th straight, and he's not going to get his 25th overall uh, major title. What uh, what were your thoughts on, on seeing him go down? You must have saw my tweets last night. I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty invested. Um, incredible. I I said this probably last October. I was talking about the level that Yannick Sinner was playing at, and it was phenomenal. Yannick Sinner has kind of made it to the second week of Grand Slams over the last few years, and then he's ran into Carlos Alcaraz, he's ran into Djokovic, he's just ran into better players, and his fitness hasn't been there. He's not a very big guy, and he just hasn't been able to get over that hump. Since October, since, you know, after the U.S. Open, he's played unbelievable tennis. He's different. You can tell he's different this time. Leading into the Australian Open, I thought if anybody can beat Djokovic, it's going to be Yannick Sinner. And watching that match last night, Djokovic didn't even look like he belonged on the same court as Yannick Sinner, which is really hard for me to say considering who Novak Djokovic is. But he even mentioned in his post-match interview that was one of the worst matches he's ever played in a grand slam. Yannick Sinner was something special last night. He's only dropped a set in the entire Australian open since they've been down under over the last week and a half. To me, he's the favorite going into Sunday playing Daniil Medvedev because Medvedev's playing on tired legs, a couple five set matches. He comes back from two sets to love last night against Sparrow. So Yannick Sinner's on a heater right now. He's playing really, really well. And uh, a little bit shocking, I think for the entire tennis world to see what happened with Yannick Sinner and Novak Djokovic last night. How late slash early are you willing to stay up to watch these? Every year on the final, I watch, I watch pretty much the whole thing. Okay. So on Sunday, we got Blues Weekly, and we got some other things we do on Sunday, but I'm going to be you know, riding on some coffee. I think that match usually starts at 2 a.m. Central Time, 2.30, and sometimes I'll take a nap during the second set because they don't matter as much. But I was up till probably 2, 2.30 last night, woke back up at about 6 to watch the end of the Sphere of Medvedev match. Towards the end of the tournament, uh, my sleep schedule kind of gets thrown out the window, and I'm best friends with the coffee machine. Fair enough. He is uh, Jacob Sersosimo. Uh You see him on uh, Channel 4 KMV, uh, First Alert 4. Follow him on Twitter at Jacob Sersosimo. Jacob, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. Have a great weekend, and uh, stay awake, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for letting me talk some tennis. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. You bet. Anytime. Jacob Sersosimo joining us here on the program via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. When we come back, we're going to switch back to Cardinals baseball and uh, talk through the signing of Josh James. If you've got any thoughts on this, by the way, because there's been some people who are already pulling out the, oh, the Cardinals are going cheap. I've already gotten text messages like that. I think this falls under a very, very different category. Uh, we'll go through this signing, what it could mean for the Cardinals moving forward, but you can call, text, tweet 314-436-7900. That's how you call or text. Tweet me at Matt Pauley on air. It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Dive into all things Cardinals on Cardinals Conversations, your go-to location for exclusive content from KMOX. Catch it on the Odyssey app or your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with your team. Cardinals Conversations, where the Redbird talk never stops. 
love the organ music. Before you know it, you know, Pitchers and Catchers report on February 13th, first workout for Pitchers and Catchers, February 14th. People are already down there. Things are already happening in Jupiter. Baseball things, they are a happening. And before you know it, we are going to be able to talk about actual baseball things that are officially happening on baseball fields, and all will be right in the world. Welcome back in. It's the Graveyard Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. As always, if you want to uh, join us, you can do so, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. So earlier I got a text message from the uh, five uh, from, uh, 573. I don't know if this was in I, – I, I'm not trying to take a text message out of context – but I just want to use it as an example. The The start of the text message, it was something about Tyler O'Neill, which we're not talking about right now, but the start of it was cards are always doing things on the cheap. And I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what that was uh, in context to, but it's something that we hear a lot. And it's something that I saw today when a little bit of news came down that the Cardinals had signed pitcher Josh James to a minor league contract for the upcoming season. Now, you don't know much about Josh James. There are clearly some red flags here. He has not pitched anywhere since undergoing flexor tendon surgery in October of 2022. He has not appeared in a major league game since 2021. Uh, When healthy, the good, he strikes a lot of guys out. Averages 13.3 strikeouts per nine innings pitched over his major league career, and he throws really hard. The negatives, doesn't throw a lot of strikes, has has control issues. So that's the people hear that, and they hear about a guy who has not pitched since October of 2022, and the initial reaction to it is, oh, the Cardinals are doing something on the cheap again. So here's where a little bit of context, I think, helps out the helps helps just give some more information and feeling on what's going on here. He's not even getting an invite to Major League Spring Training. You know, sometimes your 40-man roster is full, and you sign a guy to a minor league contract with the invite to Major League Spring Training, and there's just this kind of feeling that they're going to have an opportunity to make the club. You just, just not a 40-man roster spot available at the time. That's not the case here. Josh James does not have a 40-man roster spot, and he will not have a locker inside of the Major League Clubhouse, uh, as far as I know, that he does not have the invite to Major League Spring Training. That doesn't mean that he can't at some point appear in a Major League Spring Training game, but this is somebody who, barring something crazy and wild happening in Spring Training, he is on track to be part of the bullpen in Memphis. And if he performs well there, well, then maybe there's going to be an opportunity for him in St. Louis down the line. But it certainly does not feel like he is anybody that's being signed to help out the big league club right away. I don't think there is any correlation between this move and whether or not the Cardinals are done or are not done and in bringing in another relief pitcher. I still think they have one more relief pitcher, major league relief pitcher, that they end up signing uh, at some point. That Every day that we get closer to spring training, every day that more pitchers go off the board, the, the chances of it happening drop a little bit. I still think it is going to end up happening. This is an absolute no-risk move for a guy who can throw really hard and can strike guys out. Who knows? If, if you never hear from him again, it really doesn't matter. But if he pitches well at Memphis, maybe he turns into something before the season is over. This is a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.